Young, black, and widowed. And no, we're not talking about the usual classification of young widows. We're talking about millennials and Gen Z. That's right, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, like myself, who lost their spouse just as life seemed to be beginning. I'm your host, Azure Johnson Redman, Executive Director of the new nonprofit Young, Black, and Widowed Incorporated. Today I'm speaking with Brock Olson, who is a dating expert. Tell me about yourself, Brock. Hi, yeah. Thanks, Azure, for having me on your podcast. Yeah, hi everybody. My name is Brock Olson, the dating expert. I'm a local dating coach here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I've been a dating coach for a little over half a decade, providing services for people who are either entering the dating pool fresh, maybe they're out of a divorce, you know, maybe they've uh, just moved in town and they're trying to uh, connect with people, things like that. And really what I think is super cool is that I actually have a singles group, a Facebook group, and that's how you and I connected and how you were able to reach out to me. Oh, yeah. And I love it. It's such a wonderful group to just meet great people in Chattanooga. For sure. And what's so great about it is that it's not just a place for people to, you know, flirt and date, but it's really an opportunity for people to share experiences. We have people that have gone through divorces that have, you know, that they are widows, things like that. So it's really a really great community that that we built about 1500 people or so. And uh, yeah, it's actually something really, really proud of. And you actually have some events too, that are actually so much fun. I do. Yeah. I have a, an event company called Soiree Chattanooga. And we just put on these events probably like once a month. Started out just as a way for singles to meet each other. But uh, about six months into it, I had a lot of my friends who are married or, or are dating saying, you know, why aren't you doing events for us too? We, you know, it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun. So last <laughs> year, Valentine's Day, we had a, a masquerade party um, at the Hunter Museum. And that was the ushering in of an all-inclusive for anybody. doesn't matter what your relationship status is. Everybody's invited. All of our events are for everyone now. Oh, that's so amazing because his events are so cool. So if you're in the area, definitely check them out. Yeah. So I've noticed in a lot of your content that you say, you know, you need to date with standards. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And how can I date with standards since I'm widowed and dating? That is a fantastic, fantastic question. Yeah, if anybody looks at any of my content, they're going to see pretty quickly that I'm very, very heavy on making sure that you have your standards in check before you start dating. And the reason that you want to do that, and this is kind of with any aspect of your life, is if you go into situations where you're going to encounter other people and you don't have your personal standards understood, you don't know really what it is that that you deserve, you're going to receive anything. And that's going to be bad behavior. That's going to be bad experiences. You're going to tolerate a lot of things. A lot of red flags are going to go by. So making sure that you know who you are, what you deserve, and how to get those things that you deserve is really going to go a long way in making sure that you have amazing dating experiences. Oh, that sounds amazing. That's probably what I should really start with too, because if you know yourself, you know what you want. Very true. So how can I date safely in this day and age? I've had a few mishaps. Yeah, dating safety is is so tricky these days, especially with all the uh, the online connecting, the, the dating apps, social media and all that. I know that uh, it, it's super easy to get mixed up with somebody because you gave them way too much information way too early. So 
the very first thing that I always recommend whenever it comes to dating safety is don't give out your phone number. Do not do that until yes. you have finished the first date. There's no need to to give that out. And you know, the first question I get is, well, well, then how do you you know connect with somebody? Well, just give them one of your forms of social media, just one, because it's super easy yes. to to block people that way. Very very easy. Yeah. And you won't end up like me with a stalker who calls you at 4 a.m. and 4.15 and 4.30 and 4.45, et cetera, et cetera. Very, very true. I mean, you can still kind of call people through uh, so, some social media apps, but it still keeps people at a bit more of a distance for sure. Yes, um, definitely. I, I, and I, w- I would say like, so once you have actually connected with somebody and you're, you're about to go on that first date, Another really big tip is to not let them know where you live. And obviously that sounds like, obviously, you know, of course I'm not going to let them know where I live. But when they offer to come pick you up at your house, that needs to be a declined offer. They do not need to be picking you up at your home until, like, they don't even need to know where you live. They don't need to be picking you up. You do not need to be riding together for the first time. That's not a safe situation. I love that tip. That's so helpful. Any mm-hmm. others? Definitely arrive to that first date under your own means, whether that's you driving yourself, getting an Uber, the date's going really well, or maybe it's not going so well, but they think it is and they want to take you home. It might be hard for you to get home. So always go under your own, your own means. And before you even go on that first date, let a friend know that you're leaving. Let them know where you're going and how long you plan on being gone. And they should be sending you a, what I call a safety text, like Mm -hmm. probably 45 to an hour into the date, just checking on you, seeing how you are. And you need to respond to that. That's super, super important. That's a buddy system. That's such a good idea. And then if not, maybe they could come and pick you up or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, help in some way. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those are just some, some, some really good uh, safety tips. And with my coaching services, I, I show a lot more of those. Great. Okay. So what should I put in my profile since I didn't actually have online dating options when I was first starting out years ago? Oh man, this is uh this is actually a really fun one. Now, obviously when we all kind of started dating, I started dating when I was 16, 17, they definitely didn't have that stuff. So it's, it is really a, a, a bit of a, a mind shift to, to understand what you should be putting on there to come off as attractive, but not too desperate, things like that. So one of the first things that you do want to do on your dating apps is making sure that you're putting the things that you want and not just the things that you don't. It's really easy if you've gone through a couple of relationships, had some really bad experiences to kind of vent the things that have happened to you in your profile saying like, if you're a, a this type of person, don't, don't text me. If you're this type of person, oh, swipe left. And whenever it, I see that, I just mm-hmm. think who hurt you? Exactly. And then I don't yep. want to, I don't mm-hmm. want to push. Who you hurt know, I don't you? Match. Are you are, <laughs> why, why aren't you over your ex? Why haven't you healed? And I mean, that's just a huge red flag of somebody who's just not ready for a relationship. What are some other red flags that I should look out for? So obviously uh, with dating apps, we're we're really big into into the pictures. So let's just talk about those. (laughs) You you really need (laughs) – so if if, um, going from your perspective, if you're going to be posting some photos, make sure all your photos don't look exactly the same. They're not like four headshots all in a row. 
You do Smart. need, yeah, do, do a headshot. That's fine. You need to do a full body shot. I know that gets some people uncomfortable, but you know, it, it is what it is. That's how, that's how we make these types of decisions. You need a photo of you with some friends. You don't need multiple photos with friends and your first photo. In that your way pro- you can't. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Because that way you don't know who the person is in the picture. Yeah. I was going to say the first photo in your profile doesn't need to be you with any friends, not your best friend, not a group of friends. That needs to be like one of the very last photos. And then a photo just of you doing something that you really enjoy that just gives like a little bit of a peek through the window of who you are. That sounds amazing. Like stand up paddle boarding on the river or. Yeah. And, I don't and, know what. <laughs> and what, what's really interesting is that we often want, want to put a lot of photos like a lot. Like if they give us nine, nine photo options, like we want to use them all. Just keep it to five at the, at the most. Oh, that's a good idea. Keep mm-hmm. some mystery. Mm-hmm. So what are some other red flags and things or things that I should put in the profile? Like everyone has a good bio. What are some things to do or not do or be aware of? Yeah. Something to definitely be aware of is making sure that their age is correct and that their photos are some are somewhat up to date. You'd be really surprised how many people are dishonest about their age so that they're able to qualify into a younger age bracket. And then they will I say- I wouldn't and, be surprised. Oh, they do it. They'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> put it. In, so when you're creating a profile, you have to put that in for the, for the algorithm to create it for you and you know put you into the right group. But in the profile- the, in the bio, they will actually put their correct age. Sorry, it didn't let me put my correct age. I'm actually not 38. I'm 53. It's like, come on now. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> seen it or many, the many reverse. Times. Yep. Yep. Seen it many times. I'm not 29. I'm 19. Yep. I've seen that. I've seen that before. And I'm like, oh my goodness, no. <laughs> but I mean, honesty is just a huge thing. Like if, if you're not going to start off, you know, being truthful, like, you're just setting yourself for failure. You're setting yourself up to be hurt. You're going to hurt the other person. Be honest about your your aesthetic. If you're five seven, say you're five seven. Don't say you're five eleven and a half. Don't do that. If you know, just be very very honest because when you do have to meet that person, like they're they're either going to be very happy to meet you or very very upset, not disappointed, upset. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what else should go like wording wise? Because there's all those different questions that you could answer. Like, for example, on Facebook dating, Mm -hmm. what are the best questions to answer? Yeah, I actually think of, well, just having a really fun question. And the purpose of the question isn't to see if they get that answer right. You want them to have something to talk to you about, to break the ice. It's already awkward enough trying to create a conversation based off of nothing but photos that are, if you kind of think about it, they're just out of context. Hey, I like the dog that you had in mm-hmm. that photo. Oh, that was my neighbor's dog when I was, you know, living at this other street. Blah, blah. It's really hard. So oh, if it always is. It yeah. Always so, is. so if you have a, <laughs> if, if you have a fun question, like, like what house would you belong to in Harry Potter? Like that's, that's, that's a very easy question to, you know, segue into a little conversation. Yeah. I think one thing that one of my pet peeves is when it's just photos and there's mm-hmm. really nothing else about the yep. person. Yep. And like the only thing you can you could possibly say is nice, nice picture. picture too. <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah. like just tell me about a hobby or something fun about yourself so we can dive into that conversation. Oh, oh For sure. another great question is how should we start off that conversation? Does it matter who leads or does it matter what is said in those 
because a lot of times I will get W-Y-D. Yeah. What you doing? And it's just yeah. like. Yeah, that's hmm. the, that's, that's the, that's the lazy, the lazy way of going about it. So if, if I were you and I received a W-Y-D or, you know, how you doing? Just, just something very, very cheap, very, very lazy. That's probably a copy paste to seven people that they connected with. I would just not even respond because that's the, that's the level that they're going to give to you because the first impression is so important and, and they understand that. So if they're putting in that type of effort in the beginning, you're not going to probably be getting a whole lot more later on. Yeah. I'm always so disappointed with those. I love it when they say something about, oh, I see in your picture that you like X, Y, Z, or, oh, I see from the question you answered that we have X, Y, Z in common. Those are mm-hmm. the best questions that, well, question yeah, for, answers that for I For sure. Love. Well, you have someone that's actually like, you know, observing and, and paying attention. They're, they're looking at the details. They're really trying. Somebody that's really looking as a way to have a better connection than just the, the, like, like you said, the WID, what are you doing? It's like that to me, that's almost rude. What are you doing? What are you up it to? Is. Like, it is. I don't really feel like reporting to you, to be completely honest. I don't really feel like, <laughs> I know. That. Right. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, currently I'm. <laughs> and, and let's, let's yeah. pull this back to the first question you asked, which was about standards. So when you start responding to the WIDs or, how are you doing? You are setting the standard of communication very, very low. Your access is extremely low because if you give them that attention, mm-hmm. they are learning that they can reach you at that low level. So that's where you are. Oh, I get it. I get it. That makes so much more sense. Now, I'm a person that likes to generally meet up pretty quickly, Same. not not super quickly, but pretty quickly after meeting a person online because I have been catfished and I want to make sure the person is real. However, I did realize that maybe I should use video chat instead. What are your thoughts and what are your ideas on that? Okay. So I am also a huge advocate for getting together as fast as you possibly can. I kind of have like a 48 hour rule and there's a couple different reasons. I don't think I have a whole lot of time to go into that, but I will say that one of them is that the longer you wait, to set up a date, the faster you're going to kill that anticipation to meet somebody. So I'll give you an example. I connected with my my fiance through social media. We had a couple of exchanges. When I say a couple of, of text exchanges, I mean like she said something, I said something, she said something, I asked her out. It was like four sentences and I asked her, I said, are you single? She said, no, actually. Uh, or I said, are you dating anybody? She said, no, actually I'm not. I said, would you like to get a drink tomorrow? not Friday, not Saturday. Like this was a Tuesday night. Like it needs to be a little bit of urgency, just real. Hey, let's, let's get together. Let's see if there's anything here. And if there isn't no harm done, but, uh, it, it does need to be a very easy and approachable first date, a coffee, a quick cocktail. That's it. It should be for, it should last for like an hour. And the only purpose of the first date and the reason I say the only purpose of the first date is because a lot of people overhype the first date. They, they kind of get in their head, they work themselves up, and they will actually talk themselves out of even attending. The reason you want just an hour first date, so you can build up anticipation so it's super approachable. You're just going to go and see if you even want to be a friend with this person. See if you have anything 
that would make you want to just be friends. From there, you can build. But the only purpose of the first date is to see if you even, even want to be a friend with that person. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Do it you makes know some great easier. places? Yeah, it does. Do you know of some great places to get coffee in Chattanooga or oh, some great first date places to go? Yeah, we have some fantastic coffee places around here. I know that uh, one of the places I've gone quite a bit has been uh, Rembrandt's Coffee Shop, which is over in uh, the Art District, uh, around the right you know, in, in North Shore. It, it's such a great spot. It's really uh, aesthetically pleasing. There's there's uh, art and things just kind of around, so you can grab a coffee, you can walk if you want, or you can just stay at the coffee shop where they have custom and curated uh, chocolates and things like that. They have some some light snacks it's just really easy to have that one hour date and you're in public it's safe the place is just oh, yeah. you know it's not very expensive i think for for you know coffee for for two people is like 10 bucks it's very very easy oh i agree i agree and then in this century what do you, the hardest question is who should pay a lot of times i like to pay for myself because i have noticed that when guys have paid a lot of times they expect something yep. afterwards. So sure. I started to make a rule that I always pay for myself. And then that way later on, if we go to mm-hmm. a nicer restaurant, I can get the steak that I really want. Yeah. Um, I know with I'm no sounding like attached. such a modern woman <laughs> with no strings attached and not having the other person have to like start crunching the numbers in their head during the yep. date. So do you think that that's good? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, and that kind of goes back to like the uh, the safety, the dating safety uh, tips for sure, and because that that's something that we're we're definitely dealing with culturally is that shift of equality for everybody. You know, women are making almost as much as men are, if not, you know, very very comparable. So why should just the men be be doing it now? This the reason there's a huge conflict is because yes, men used to pay for the first date, but that was because they were dating with intent. People were trying to get married very early. That's not really the focus so much now. People are just dating to kind of kill time. What I always recommend for the first date is to do, like I said, a very approachable, very inexpensive coffee date. Like I said, it's like five or 10 bucks, super easy. If he pays for it, it's no big deal. There's nothing that he can possibly expect out of $10. And if he does, if he views you as some type of sex object at 10 bucks, you've just done a great job of disqualifying (laughs) somebody. (laughs) But if you don't, if you don't do a coffee date, say you do go to a restaurant, which I don't recommend. I always thought that was super, super awkward for a first date because, you know, if it's not going very Mm -hmm. well, you're you're kind of stuck sitting watching somebody eat that you don't really enjoy. But if you do end up going on a first date and it's a dinner, I think you should always bring cash for the tip. So if they, yes, yes. So say the, the bill comes out to 50 bucks, at least bring like a tent, bring a couple tens, put them on the table. That way you've contributed. And there's multiple reasons why I want you to contribute. One is like you said, you don't want that feeling like there's strings attached to them doing something because at the end of the night that can get really awkward. I've, and I'm sure you've heard just terrible stories of that expectation at the end of the night and how awkward it can get for a woman who's just had a meal paid for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so, yes. So without kind of yeah, without going down that road, I think we can all kind of envision that. So to avoid that, always bring cash. I'm going to say that again. Bring cash. Bring a couple ten dollar bills to put on the table for your tip or for your meal, whatever it is. 
but bring some cash. Always carry cash in your in your wallet, ladies. Always, so you can contribute to that meal, to that date, and it's going to send a sign that you're not there just for a free ride. You're not there for, for mm-hmm. a free meal. That you're that you are there to like kind of form a partnership of some sort. Because you know, if I was going just out with one of my guy friends, if I said to you know, I'm just going to say a name. Hey, James, you want to go get something to to eat? He wouldn't expect me to pay. If I wanted to, I could, and then he would offer at least to buy the, t- you know, put the tip down. And I think that's just how it should yeah. be. I think that's a very, very easy way of avoiding so many awkward uh, situations. So when you do meet that right person and you're beyond mm-hmm. the coffee date, where are some amazing swanky places? I mean, we're way into the relationship in Chattanooga yeah. to go that are amazing. Yeah, we've got some really nice restaurants. Uh, I think one of the... Um, well, I, d- I actually just pulled a bunch of people in our uh, singles group on Facebook, the Chattanooga Singles Connect, and most people were saying Alea is probably the the sexiest restaurant, and I would agree the ambiance is unrivaled by anybody I love that else. Place. Yeah, it, it's so beautiful. The the way they've got the the lighting is on point. The candles just yeah, it's it's everything. The the music's fantastic. And everyone try the quail. It's amazing. I will have to do that myself. I've not even done it. Yeah, so Any that's a really places? great place. Yeah, there, there's actually a new uh, boutique hotel that just opened called uh, the Kinley, oh. and yeah, it's it's oh, right across yeah. from the cho- it's right across from Choo Choo. They have um, a restaurant out front, and they have really really good food. And then if you go to the front desk person, I believe his name was Rhett. And you say, hey, I'd like to see the back space. And you kind of have to phrase it that way. He'll, he's going to take mm-hmm. you to, a, to the speakeasy in the back. They don't want you saying oh, that word. Gotcha. Because, yeah. So just say, I heard you have a little bit of space in the back. You have anything open. And they will uh, show you a pretty cool spot. Oh, so there's mm-hmm. a really fun tip for everybody. Mm-hmm. A little Chattanooga secret. Yep. Uh, are there any other lookout points that are kind of beautiful? Like um, I personally would like to throw my read in the hat. I love the the Whiskey Thief at oh, yes. the Edwin Hotel, which mm-hmm. overlooks the um, Walnut Street Bridge and the river Riverfront. For sure. I think that's a beautiful place. That's actually one of my favorite bars in town. I, I probably only go two or three times a year just because it, it's so beautiful. I just kind of want to keep it special. I often go there for my yes. birthday, but yeah, the, the scenery, the, uh, the aesthetic inside, it's very masculine. I love mm-hmm. it. I, I love, love what they've done it. Mm-hmm. I love that. For sure. It's so amazing. It's like you, anytime you go, it just, it's amazing. The food is great too. Is there it anywhere is. else that we, oh, I went up recently to Paloma's, which is actually mm-hmm. the rooftop bar on the top of the Westin. Yep. That yeah. place is amazing. That is so a very, So you can look out over space. the city. It is. Um, yeah. So that is viewing where the sun sets. So it's a sunset bar and you're able to view that, you know, just on any, any clear day. But yeah, that's a very, very uh, great romantic little date spot for sure. And yeah, their drinks are very, very good. Yeah. Anywhere else that you can think of that are just like Chattanooga staples for the awesome dates when you get a, a little bit further in? Yeah, I would say if if you're really wanting to go like kind of all out, there's Bridgman Grill, which is inside the Reed House. It was remodeled, I think, like over the oh. last past year. 
maybe maybe a year and a half ago um took one of my friends for his birthday and i will say i've i've gone to pretty much every restaurant in chattanooga and this is hands down the best service i've mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm. had since i've been here the i food, totally agree food was amazing had the tomahawk steak it was just everything they they pay attention to detail which uh super super important to me Oh, and what are some fun things to do with a date, like an activity that you might recommend? Because we do live in the scenic city and a lot of things are out here to physically go and do. Like there's hikes and I was just going to say hiking. Horseback riding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw that on your uh, story. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things that, again, I kind of keep tying this back to that the singles group, one of the members she has a couple of horses and I kind of reached out to her and asked if there's any way that we could arrange to do kind of just a, a horse ride for Valentine's day. Cause my fiance Diana really wanted to do that. And she was so fantastic and accommodating and just let us do that. So yeah, horseback riding and you know, we're, we're still kind of in the country. So like that, that's pretty read, readily yeah. available. And as you said, oh, hiking, hike, hiking is amazing. We have Cloudland Canyon, we have little trails here and there. But yeah, I mean, anything out, outdoors, we have really great bike riding. I know with when, when the pandemic really hit heavy, a lot of things were shut down. I, I, I bought some rollerblades, and I was just rollerblading everywhere. So that was super fun. But yeah, we have a lot of really cool stuff. We have uh, some cool parks. Of course, we're on the, on the water, so we, you can always go paddleboarding. Anything that's really active that you can really interact with. I always recommend for a date. I live right across from Valkyrie Axe Throwing. That's a super fun place to go. Take a, oh, take, take a so date. Fun. It is super fun because, uh, you know, you're obviously doing something. You're not just sitting down, staring at each other across the table. Um, so, yeah. That, that's and when really you get one. super far along, and I mean super because then you're on an island. Mm-hmm. I love to go boating. I oh, love yeah. going boating with a date. It's so yes. great. But you have to really make sure you're ready to be on a little little island with that person <laughs> for sure for sure that's yeah. like that's like dating level high <laughs> dating level 10 <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely a test Absolutely. so if i wanted to get more tips from you where can i go on facebook again to get more tips from you about or instagram like what how can i get more information about dating from you yeah so you can follow me on instagram the brock olson or even on Facebook, same, uh, the Brock Olson. My website also has most of my content on there. That's uh, uh, brockolson.com. You can see all my services, all the, the prices, the way that I structure all my services. You can see that what my availabilities are, and you're probably going to see something that I'm not talking about a whole, whole lot just yet because we're trying to you know, finish up the little details, which is Ooh. my my new matchmaking service. <gasps> Brock, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your first customer. You can yeah. help me iron out all the edges. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited about that. I don't know if the commercial is even aired yet, but that's going to be super, super fun. I know that's probably like the biggest thing that I get asked is when are you going to start doing matchmaking? I've been asked that for about four years and I really shied away from it, but since I've had the singles group, it kind of inspired me to, you know, to do that a little bit for, for people. Cause they, 
you know, behind the scenes and my DMs are asking me about other people that are in the group. I'm just like, why don't you just, why don't you just talk to that person? It's like, well, can, can you, can you, <laughs> can you introduce us? I'm like, but that's like matchmaking. I was like, I should just start doing matchmaking. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so yeah. Well, Brock, if you know of anyone slightly older than my age at 31, who would be great for me, I know. Let me sign up of, for your matchmaking group when you're ready. <laughs> there, there's a lot of amazing people that are going to be excited about that service for sure. Okay. Well, tell us about some of your other um, services. I think you had one where you're uh, a wingman or something yeah. like that. Or yeah, that's just tell actually... me about all your services because it's amazing. <laughs> sure. So first, I, I do in-person coaching. My sessions are, are anywhere from an hour to two hours. We just sit down, talk about things that you're trying to achieve, some of the things that you've struggled with, and we kind of develop a plan to overcome some of that and just help you get to, you know, what your, uh, what your ideal relationship status is. Same thing for my virtual coaching. So I do have virtual coaching sessions and uh, those services are a little bit less costly just because, you know, we're not having to meet in person. It's much easier. So I can do those with anybody, anywhere. I, I'm constantly doing them kind of for people over in Europe or in California I'm not really sure why, but uh, the, the the people in California seem to really enjoy my content, but uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, and um, yeah, you said my wingman service. So that's probably my most utilized service. Now, a lot of coaches, a lot of, and I'm not a therapist, a lot of therapists don't offer this type of service, which is where I'm always available to them via text. So you can, me you can message me and I only do this for a few people. I don't like, I, I, I don't have like a hundred people I'm doing this for. This is actually a very exclusive service. So if I hit my limit, I can't take any more people on, but you have me basically at, you know, at your access, whenever, whenever you want, you can just message me any types of questions, things you're going through in real time. Say, you know, for example, Hey, this, uh, this guy just, message me. He's, he's really cute. I, I just, I'm not sure about what he just said. What do you think he just meant? I'm like, okay, well, let me see. So they'll send it to me. I'm like, well, this is what he meant. And if you're wanting this type of result, this is maybe what I would suggest saying. Wow. Yep. So I'm, I'm a wingman. I'm in your pocket. I'm available pretty much 24 seven, unless I'm asleep, of course, you know, we all got to sleep. But other than that, I'm always available to you. That's uh, that's one of my that most sought after amazing. services. Yeah, and, and what's great about it is is that you're just you're never alone. And I know that when you're when you're dating, when you're experiencing things, when you're going through something, especially if it's if it's bad, you just feel very very alone and as though as though no one can uh, empathize with what you're experiencing and nobody can know how you're feeling. But I'm there. I'm there the whole way, the whole ride through the breakup, through the rebuilding through to the next relationship, hopefully, hopefully to the last relationship. Oh, that's so wonderful, Brock. Well, I think all of your services are absolutely amazing. And anyone out there, especially the widows and widowers at Young Black and Widowed would be happy to have the help from all of your services and show up to a ton of your events. So we that. are absolutely looking forward to it. And I'm glad you had a chance to tell everybody maybe one more time how they can uh, get in contact with you online. Yeah, you can get in touch with me um, going on online to uh, brockolson.com or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook uh, at the Brock Olson. 
All right. So thanks so much, Brock. We loved having you. This is absolutely wonderful information. I can't wait to come to some of your events. And who knows? Maybe I'll try some matchmaking. It can't hurt, right? So if you would like to join the Young Black and Widowed community, just go to www.youngblackwidowed.org or facebook.com slash youngblackwidowed and just send us a message and we'll get you hooked up with everything. Thanks so much, Brock, for being with us today. I so appreciate it. It's been awesome. We had so many great tips and I can't wait to start trying to utilize them. Thank you. We'll talk again sometime. Okay. Join our community. Through our nonprofit, it's free to call, text, email, or chat with a peer volunteer daily. Just visit our website, youngblackwidow.org 